T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. hot at the right time but we start winning at the right time towards that tail end of the year you start finding yourself what kind of team you got the character of your team too the will to win is real and we're going to continue to be resilient the love and the energy that we have for each other right now the trust and the communication that we have in practice and throughout the week within our game plans we want to win football games that's the main sense and the, the main feeling that we have in this facility right now is do whatever it takes to get it done you know it got to a certain point in the year where it's just like hey this is the way it's going to be so time to buck up and get the job done and i think that's really what the guys have done they've come together and played for one another and that has formed an identity throughout the last four or five weeks gets to the 10 to the 15 through a hole to the 20 25 30 he could go 50 40 they're not gonna get him Deontay Hardy going the distance for the touchdown you're listening to Jeremy and Joe on the home of the Bills WGR Sports Radio 550 you know you make me wanna Now that I'm thinking about it, is T-Pain singing the shout song? Is that sending Dolphins fans? Isn't he right? Yeah, because doesn't he sing their version yeah. of like I don't know what their song is, but it's like their version of the shout. Miami song. Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Oh, that's what that's speaking all. of T-Pain. I have a I have a little info on T-Pain for you that you might not know. That so that like that streamed concert where he covered a bunch of songs. Good morning, by the way. T-Pain's coming up on a football Friday. It's how it works around here, I guess. So people get shocked to find out that T-Pain can sing because he's the guy that was always on the auto-tune. There's an episode of, there's a show on Netflix, I think it was called This Is Pop. It's a documentary on the history of pop music. And episode two, maybe, is all about T-Pain and auto-tune. And it'll show you that he absolutely could always sing and make you think about him in a different light. Because he said, like, auto-tune is just an instrument. Why wouldn't I just use it? It's like playing an instrument. And I thought, I whatever. It's a random thing to bring up on a football Friday, but there it is for you. If you've got an hour to burn, just that episode is great. And I would recommend it highly. Made me like T Pain. And now he's singing the shout song, so I like it even more. Good morning. It is Football Friday, presented by Tops Market. Score big savings and elevate your food game. My name is Jeremy White. It's Jeremy and Joe. No Joe today. He's missed this week. He's been sick. Um, feeling better, but hopefully we get him back for Sunday and into next week as well. So the question I asked on Twitter, and one of the things I want to get into, and I've got some stats for you here, I think I think will make you feel a little bit better about this matchup. The Bills and the Steelers and the weather. What is the bigger threat to the Bills, the weather or the bad Bills showing up? The answer, of course, could be both. But what are you more worried about, the weather or the bad Bills? And right now, 
we've got a lot of comments on this, and the Bad Bills is winning the poll a little bit. It's 51 to 49. The Bad Bills are what worry you more so. And the reason I asked this question on Twitter this way is because, you know, driving in, I, I feel like there's a lot of concern about the weather, and I understand why. I don't think the weather is an advantage. I've never really been one to believe that, oh, I, I know, when it's too cold for them, it's just right for us. I know, we love that. Right after the game, I'm ready for that, and especially if it's against a warm-weather team like L.A. or Miami. But in a game like this against Pittsburgh, you kind of can't sell weather as an advantage. And I think a lot of people would would agree, whether it's just having seen games in the wind or the data, that a wind game could be bad, especially if you're a good passing team. But here's where I want to try and make you feel better. We'll get some calls as well. In my attempt to try and find out, you know, how good is Pittsburgh really at running the ball? How good are the Bills at running the ball? The Bills this year have been given a lot of credit to run the ball more than more effectively than they have any one of these Josh Allen years. They have a thousand yard rushing running back in James Cook. So here's what I found. There's an article uh, that was a breakdown optaanalyst.com about Bills and Steelers and can the, the Steelers pull off the upset. And there's two numbers in here that I wanted to get to. First is pointing out what the Bills are right now. And one of the one of the write-ups on this says the Bills morphed into what they always had a chance to be this season in their five-game win streak. From week 14 through 18, Buffalo was third in rushing success rate on offense. Now, that, of course, includes Josh Allen runs, but he counts. He's going to play. And in playoff games, he's going to do what it takes, right? We know that. But the Bills are third in rushing success rate. The Steelers this season have been bad most of the year. The the Steelers, as a team, were 25th in success rate offensively and bumped up to 17th in the last few weeks. Their run game has not really been that good. They are a high-volume run team. And to me, there's a major difference between a good run team and a volume run team. The Doug Marone Bills were not a good run team. They were a volume run team. Why did they win the rushing title that year as a team? Because they ran it the most. And some coaches think that's good. Oh, look at that. We ran for more yards than any other team. The Bills have been better at running the ball this year than they have in quite some time. They've had to lean on it at times during games and effectively done so. So if you're breaking down the tail of the tape of these two teams, sure, the weather is going to equalize things to some degree. The Bills have the better quarterback, the better passing game, period, the better running game, the better defense, Injuries can be an equalizer too, right? For the Steelers, no T.J. Watt. That's a big deal. For the Bills, all right, well, no Matt Milano. But they've been playing without Matt Milano for a while. Maybe no Rasul Douglas. He didn't practice. Gabe Davis, we'll see. The Bills' injury report's a little longer than I would like it to be. But they're by far the better team. They're more well-coached. They make smarter decisions on when to kick and punt. Here's... This is not snarky. This is something I would absolutely really be concerned about. One potential disadvantage that the weather does offer is that Mike Tomlin might be afraid to kick. And he loves to kick. Mike Tomlin loves to punt, loves to kick, can't get enough of it. And if the wind is really bad, here's an equalizer. Mike Tomlin might go for that fourth and two at the 41-yard line. That's not good. He wants to give you the ball. 
So I'll give you that. But on the weather stuff, it's uh, it's kind of out there. Joining me now is Brian Mazarowski of our sister station, News Radio 930 WBEN, for a twofold thing. One, the newsy portion, the latest on the weather. Two, a segment we're calling Brian Mazarowski Yells at People That Are Mad About the Weather. <laughs> First ever segment, but I'm ready for it. Yeah. What's up? I, well, on the weather, right? Like, no one knows. No one knows. I've, I've looked at 15 different maps. I've been listening to three different meteorologists today that we talked to on the air. And everyone's kind of, it's going to snow somewhere between <laughs> Saturday night and Sunday night. And we'll have, like, it, it's one of these things. If there wasn't a, a game Sunday afternoon, everyone would be like, oh, this is perfect. Right, like we're getting snow, we're getting a snowstorm that we normally get, and we're getting it over the weekend, over a long weekend. It's not, it's not like you have kids going to school, people going to work. Yeah. It's actually perfect timing, with the exception of the game. Right. To me, I'm I'm a little sensitive to this because last year I think about the blizzard, like the Christmas blizzard, and people in Buffalo, Brian, I think are conditioned to oh, it's going to snow, whatever. It's called winter. And, yeah. And for that event. I can remember speaking to friends and family, like, no, no, this is actually different. This is one mm-hmm. that you have to take seriously. So I'm sensitive to being the person that just like sounds like winter to me. But to me, the forecast for Sunday sounds like winter. Yes. I get it. Like, there's that, that thing in the back of your head that we all have from last year in the blizzard. And, I, and, and, the, and the six feet in Orchard Park that for, like, that other blizzard last year, the lake effect event. Yeah, right in uh, the beginning of November. Yes. Bad snow. The game got moved. So you have all that. This is it's snow that we deal with in western New York. It's lake effect snow. We're talking about, um, you know, a significant, a foot and a half maybe of snow in like the heaviest band over a day's period of time. It's snow that we deal with a lot in western New York. I know we all have the blizzard in the mind. This reminds me more of a week before the blizzard. Why did some people take the blizzard not so seriously? Because remember the Miami game a week before? Mm Mm-hmm. And we were told significant snowfall. I remember reading the forecast. Uh, near impossible driving conditions. And we all went to the game and we drove home. And it was pretty fine. And, like, that's – sometimes you get that. So the forecast itself, you know, we'll see where the snow ends up. It will snow. It, it'll be windy and it will snow at some point during the game. How much? I don't know. I have heard there is the potential – for it to so the Colts game was beginning. I mean that snow started right before kickoff, yep. and just did not let up the entire game. I I feel like everything I've heard though is that this might not happen that early. Like the beginning part of the game, you might not have the big. Fl- you'll have the wind, but you might not have that big snow until that like gradually starts and then hammers you. Right, and there's also so Saturday is the windiest of the weekend days. Saturday's gusts to 65, and there's supposed to be snow all through the Northeast Thursday through Saturday. Today's Friday, sorry. So through the weekend, we're supposed to get some snow? I think it's mostly, for us, the snow tomorrow evening into Sunday evening. It's like that 24-hour window from everything I understand. So do you think they should scrap the stadium plans and build a dome? Isn't that like... (laughs) <laughs> just, am I alone in this just, like, driving me insane? Like, as if – why is everybody acting like – all right, I hope Josh Allen is the quarterback of the Bills forever. But he's not going to be the quarterback of the Bills for the next 40 years. Like, we're acting – we're going to have this exact same team throwing the ball around all over the place in an outdoor stadium for the rest of our lives. It's just not going to happen. It's It's – 
as if we haven't. Who are the two teams that have been like the thorn in the side of the Bills that can't stop winning in the course of most of the people listening to this lives? The Chiefs and the Patriots, two teams that play in cold weather climates. And the famous Patriots game that kicked off their dynasty happened in the middle of a blizzard. Like, <laughs> how do they ever win? There's no way they could ever win in the cold. It's too cold. How do they do it? They don't play in a dome. Just give me a break. Come on, people. Yeah. I just, the, the, we've been playing football in the snow for 100 years. In the cold, in the whatever, you can deal with it. You can get around it. How often does this happen? We're now twice in five years. All right, so there's been a couple games moved. The move games, by the way, had nothing to do with the snowy forecast during the game. Right. It It has to do with people getting to the stadium and, like, snow that happened before or immediately after. We've had two games in maybe two. One, and we'll see about Sunday, in five years that we've been like, whoa, look at this snow. Every other time you're at the stadium, yeah. what is it? The playoff game last year, beautiful. Never mind that I've made this point a lot. The new stadium is a vastly different design, and the experience in weather like this will be vastly different. It's not wide open. You're not going to get hammered by wind. Well, hopefully, I haven't sat in it. You're not going to be hammered by wind if you're sitting in the seats. The field is is not going to get hammered by wind the same way you would think because it's not that, like a wind tunnel. Don't forget about the wind confusion. You're covered by a canopy for a vast majority of people who are going to be in there. That, like That's all I want. If I'm going to the game, the only thing that I hate sitting through is the rain. Like Honestly, I would, I'm not going to go Sunday. I, I would love to be there. The thing keeping me from going there is just the hassle of getting there and getting out. Yeah. Which well, would exist if there was a dome, by the way. Right. So for continuing coverage, News Radio 930 WBEN. Anything you need to know about the weather. Uh, and if you want to be as confused as I am, no. We, uh, <laughs> we try and straighten it out for you. You're going to get snow. It's just a matter of will it hammer. Will this game look like that game against the Colts five years ago? And you'll be on at nine as well with Beamer. I'll be on at 9 with Beamer. On, and... If you want me to set you off on a rant, I've got something you can start with. Uh-huh. So football writer Scott Kazmar suggests that going forward, the NFL is must be required to build nothing but domes. I might stop watching. The <laughs> Arena Football League. Have they tried that before? Yeah. We should, we should give it a try. I like yeah. the idea. Every team. Off. Every team's got to play in a dome. Kiss might be interested in tennis. Ten- Tennessee's going to put a roof on there. So, I mean, yeah, anyway. All right. Thanks, Brian. Ridiculous. News Radio 930, WBEN for continuing coverage. That's Brian Mazarowski yells at people about the weather. A new segment on this. Hey, we have to do it next week. We'll do it next week. Let's get to the the, uh, the phones. Mark in Miami. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing today? Good. Very hey, good. Um, yeah, about the weather. You know, one thing is um, not so worried about Josh and the offense and the defense. Special teams play could, you know, there could be some dramatic switches of, uh, you know, field position with some win-aided punts and just missed field goals and, you know, bobbled snaps. So I'm little, that's one thing that could turn things around and, you know, change the game. But at the end of the day, they still don't have J.J. Watt. They have a third-string quarterback. And I just think it's our, it's our time to, you know, take it to the next game. And, hey, if we got to move the game, we can always move it down here to Miami uh, the Dolphins aren't using their stadium this weekend, so we can – it's our second home. So 
you know, let's go Bills and great show, guys. Love yeah. listening to it. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, special teams, that's one thing where, I don't know, I'm immediately thinking, has there been a kicker that's been better in the wind than others, or they all just kind of be like, well, I mean, you know, you can't kick it from X number of yards out. Aren't Leg strength. Here's a absurd question I've never thought of before, but what's the difference? <laughs> I'm sorry for this on a football Friday. I'm setting Josh to Google or ask AI. You've got one of the what? What's the difference in miles per hour on kicks for the fastest kicked field goal? And like, is there a weak leg who kicks it X miles per hour, and the Josh Allen kicker kicks it faster? And is less affected by the wind? These are these are the important questions I'm ready to ask. Matt in North Carolina. Josh is on the case. Hey Matt, what's up? Hey, what's going on, dudes? Um I I wouldn't consider myself an expert at football analysis, but I did win my fantasy league and I do catch up on all the injuries and players and matchups. So I guess here's my question, right? Because I'm not an expert and I'm curious to see how this plays out. With the snow, with the elements and everything, you you got you guys did bring up some great points, right? Buffalo has a better offense. Buffalo has the better defense. Buffalo has the better schematics. But I do think the one area where they lack, where I think Pittsburgh could definitely capitalize, is their run defense. What do you think? You're saying that the Bills' run defense? Correct. Uh, I don't think it's all that bad, to be honest with you. Um and Daquan Jones, thanks, Matt, for this. Daquan Jones is a big part of this. Like Daqu- Daquan Jones missed last year's playoff game. You know, the, the Bills' run defense, it's one of these spots where I, I say this a lot, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll ask Chris Brown what he thinks about this. You, you can't be great at everything, and the Bills have been, for the better part of the last five years, good at a lot of things. Their pass defense has been the best in football if you go for, like, the five-year stretch. You, you kind of have to decide what you're going to be good at and what you're not going to be good at. And last year, the Bills gave up a ton of big runs, right? You can think about the Dalvin Cook run. Derrick Henry got him for one. I think that's last year. Jonathan Taylor, maybe I'm going back two years. But, no, Cook, yeah, definitely Dalvin Cook. And Brees Hall this year had a big one. And I'm trying to think they were like high, they were all high-profile primetime games. Damian Harris in the win game. They'd been hit for big runs the last two years. And... That's sometimes the one thing that's their problem, and some blamed Tremaine Edmonds for that. This year, I don't, I don't really see it as much of a concern. The Steelers are not a very good running team. They have two backs that get the ball. I don't think they're particularly special. Najee Harris is a guy. His yards per carry this year is four point one. Yeah, that's nothing to be concerned about. Jalen Warren a little bit more of a threat in the pass game and out of the backfield, but. I don't have a great concern for the Bills' run defense. They are, for the most part, pretty healthy on their defensive line, and getting Daquan Jones back for this game was a was a big part of that. Not just for this game, but for the last couple of weeks, the the news that he could come back. It's it's obviously something they they care about. I mean, they signed Puna Ford for a depth spot there. They went out and got Linvald Joseph when Daquan Jones was hurt, and now Jones is back. So I think they have the depth, and I think they have the scheme for it. I think they'll be fine in the run game. We'll see. You know, you have a bad day, bad run fits can lead to a bad day. But Steve in Watertown next up. Hey, Steve, good morning. Good morning. I'm so glad you had the uh, your sister station guy on. And that puts it in perspective. This is football. And, you know, people want to sell the weather and over-sensationalize it. And uh, For those clowns in Miami to even think about 
changing a football game, I, I say let's take their let's take their football team away from. Them. If you're going to be that, um, how do I say this correctly? Um, thin skinned. Well, let's take your football team. I mean, have you watched games from Detroit? It, it's awful. Minnesota. Oh, that 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 whole visual the, the the between the turf and the lighting. Buffalo is the right place. The only thing I would think differently was maybe retractable. And and there's a bunch of retractable stadiums, but the bottom line is, you know, the Carrier Dome, same thing. It's an awful place, not not just because it's not designed properly. It's inside is not fun to watch, listen, look at football. It, it belongs outside for tough people. Tough people play it. Tough people coach it. Tough people go to it. If you want to watch soccer, you want to be? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, by the way, for Steve, before, before you dog soccer, there are no closed-air stadiums in the Premier League. That Soccer gets played outside. The only place soccer gets played inside that I know is in America. Bring them to Buffalo, then. Let's play soccer. All right. So. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I, I, we'll get to Chris Brown coming up next here on Football Friday. I have been converted on this. I would have... 10 years ago, I've been here saying, build a dome, I want a dome, build a dome, I want a dome, I'm a dome guy, dome guy. I have been, I have changed, and it's 100% because I, maybe I'm a sucker for that New England, not just the wind game, which was terrible, but the perfect game, negative 12 degrees or whatever it was, and the wind chill, I have been converted. I'm, I, <laughs> I fear no man, I fear no weather condition. At a stadium, although if it were negative 30 like Kansas City, I might be giving it thought. I'm just – minus 30 might get to me. But I, I've i been converted. I'm a former dome, dome, dome who is all about – I'll take my chances. It appears that the NFL does not track kick speed. Okay, thank I you. Can't, I can't find it. However, Somebody's got to do it. However, I did find one article that said Justin Tucker's 66-yard field goal took – just under two seconds to get down the field and get through the uprights. Crunch those numbers on Ooh, miles per I'm hour. I'm bad at math. <laughs> I'm real bad at math. Listen, I want you to crunch those numbers, and then we'll dig into the film for other field goals and time them to see if anybody does, in fact, kick the ball faster. In theory, yes. I can go hit a golf ball at a simulator tell me how fast I hit the golf ball, and not everybody hits a golf ball at the same speed, so it's got to be true of kicks. Thank you, Josh. Josh doing the work here. Football Friday, when we return, we'll be back in a snap. Brought to you by Snapdragon Apples, the official apple of the Buffalo Bills. When we get back, uh, Chris Brown, we'll have a conversation with him. See what he thinks about the weather, run defense, the matchup, all of it. It's coming up here on Football Friday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
All right, to the Western Hotline for Chris Brown, who joins us on Football Fridays. Chris, how about it? Instant reaction, Gerard Mayo, next head coach of the Patriots. Not really surprising, right? He was the name forever. Maybe the biggest surprise is it happens so fast. Yeah, and that is what Robert Kraft said yesterday. He said, oh, we'll move quickly, but then didn't give any details. Uh, I don't know if anybody expected less than 24 hours, but here we are. Um, Yeah, I don't – I'm kind of a little mixed on this hire. I mean, yes, we heard his name. We knew he was a candidate. So it's not a surprise from that standpoint. This guy has been an inside linebackers coach for five years. I mean, that's his entire coaching resume. Um, I know he helped on the defensive side of the ball. There were even some reports that he kind of served as a pseudo behind-the-scenes defensive coordinator. Maybe he did. Um, but if I'm the Bills, I, I don't mind this hire at all. Yeah. Um, it's a defensive coach. You know they have to draft a quarterback, but you don't have some offensive guru in there trying to school up a, you know, the quarterback as a head coach. And like I said, I mean, five years of coaching experience. To me, that's a, that's a win if you're the Bills. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's another example, not to you know belabor the Patriots here, but for me it's another example of them staying in-house and kind of in the family. Everything with the Patriots, with Belichick, I think one of the criticisms was would be that it was always in the family, and here's an in-the-family hire. So we'll see how it goes for them. Chris, on, on this game, on the weather, I mean, it's obviously one of the big storylines. So how much of a factor do you fear the weather could be? Thinking back to all these Bills games, in the wind, in conditions – one thing I've pointed out and a few have pointed out this morning is going back to that New England win game. Part of the problem with that game was it felt like the Bills should have been throwing it more or earlier or going one direction. I wonder if there was maybe a lesson learned that they didn't have to fear it as much as it appeared that they did. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's that's two two years in the rearview mirror, too. I think this team has matured in different ways with respect to their offensive philosophy I think they have a run game that they feel more certainly more confident in than they did two years ago. Um, as a matter of fact, since week 10, no one has run the football more times per game than the Bills, 35 and a half times per game since week 10. Obviously, Josh is a big part of that. But I, I think they feel it's something they can reliably lean upon. Uh, I think the second thing here is, I think much like Miami, the soft underbelly of the Steelers' defense is at the second level. Not that their secondary is anything to write home about either, with the exception of Fitzpatrick. But I think if the wind is bad and you can't drive the ball down the field, I think there are still going to be opportunities to throw the ball at the intermediate level that Josh should be able to handle. I mean, if we're talking 40-mile-per-hour winds, yeah, then we're looking at a win game much like New England where everybody's just running the thing. But if it's, you know, 25 to 30, I think the intermediate passing game is still an option, and I like Kincaid and Shakir a lot for that this week. Yeah, and we spoke with Andrew Filipponi in Pittsburgh yesterday, and he said the biggest problem the Steelers might have is their linebackers. And if you have a tight end, the tight ends have killed the Steelers. And in the run game, you know, whether it's James Cook or you think Leonard Fournette gets a little bit of a bump up this week. I mean, Fournette has come in and given them, I think, pretty much what they were looking for in a very small sample. Yeah, and if Ty Johnson can't get out of concussion protocol, they'll need him even more, and who knows, Murray might even be up as well. Um, As a matter of fact, I would almost guarantee that if if Ty Johnson can't get out of concussion protocol by the end of the week. I think the one thing 
that they like about Ty Johnson is the explosiveness. Uh, it's power and explosion. Um, but yes, I mean, I think Fournette has been good. Um, and, you know, I think we need a bigger sample size here to get the full breadth of what he can bring. But there's certainly that between the tackles power that you want. I still think he's underrated as a pass catcher. We haven't really seen that yet. Um, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what the mix looks like uh, if Ty Johnson is down and then Fournette and Murray have to be up along with Cook. Chris Brown joining us on the Western Hotline. Chris, one way I think the weather could, I mean, I understand that it usually helps bring an inferior team maybe closer to the better team, but if you're looking at the Steelers' offense, the thing that has kind of helped them pop is a vertical passing game. Mason Rudolph throwing down the field, finding big explosive plays with George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. And if it is a big win game, I think that might make the Steelers one-dimensional, which could play right into the hands of Sean McDermott, who, what do they want to do? They want to make a team one-dimensional. And then it comes down to how well this team can stop the run. Right. I think... (laughs) I think Pittsburgh's big play passing game is is a little bit of a misnomer only because most of those plays the last three weeks that have gone for 60 and 70 yard touchdowns were short passes and long runs after, Um, you know, teams are selling out so much to stop Pittsburgh's run game. I mean, they run it 59% of the time on first down. I think that leads the league. So you sell out so much to stop their run game that Mason Rudolph, is put in an advantageous situation, you know, with eight in the box to get, you know, single coverage and stuff on the outside. So if somebody can win on a quick slant and he can beat the safety, the guy's in the end zone. And that's kind of what has happened the last three weeks for them with these long touchdowns that they've been able to manufacture. And it's a byproduct of teams trying to sell out to stop the run game. But the Bills are very good at keeping everything in front of them and preventing big plays. So, Hopefully they'll find a way to strike that balance. Chris Brown joining us on the Western Hotline. How about the injuries, Chris? How well prepared do you think they are to deal with some of these players that may miss this game? I'm thinking Douglas at the top of the list, Gabe Davis, of course, as well. Yeah, Rasul Douglas is a tough one, but if you're going to not have your ball hawk, your best ball hawk in a game, it's probably this one, right, against a team that likes to run the ball 30-something times a game. So I think that mitigates the severity of the loss. So I'm expecting Benford and Jackson outside if Douglas can't go. Um, Again, Tyrell Dotson, if he is down, you've got Balin Spector probably in there. Again, the reason Spector plays last week in his stead is because you were trying to stop the Steeler, the uh, Dolphins run game last week with the problems that Achan presented in the first half. And I thought he did a good job of plugging that up. So he would probably get the call again. I think the A.J. Klein signing to the practice squad is an indication that they feel they may not have Dotson and he might be the backup option as insurance. I wouldn't be shocked if he's elevated on Sunday. Um, And then in the receiving core, again, I think it's a Kincaid-Shakir game, uh, along with Diggs, who they may move into the slot again this week, knowing the success they had with him there last week. So, Surefield, I think, can be a suitable replacement for Davis, you know, in a in a game where this team is this defense they're going against is most vulnerable, you know, at the second level and in the middle of the field, and that's Kincaid and Shakir. 
And we're going windows open in the booth, right? Always, always windows open. Windows always up. Yeah, got to gear up for that. What time the windows go up? Because I'm going to do pregame in that same booth. I'm not going to dress for the conditions until at least I walk out back to my tailgate. So, yeah, know. our executive producer Greg Harvey usually starts uh, rolling those up uh, right around the end of player warmups. Okay, so you should be fine. Right, We're good. probably looking at like twelve thirty, twelve thirty-five. Very good. I mean, I'm going to have my gear. It's just a matter of when I'm going to put it on. So we'll be good to go. Thanks, Chris. Enjoy the game. All right, take care. Chris Brown, we'll see him Sunday uh, at the stadium for Bill Steelers' 1 o'clock kickoff. 803-0550, guess what's back? Tops tailgate trivia. That's right, an encore edition coming up next. Super Great American Football Friday Frenzy on the 9 o'clock side of the hour. Your phone calls, 803-0550. I also have... One of the best points I've ever seen made on Belichick and Brady. Timo Risk of Pro Football Focus just tweeting it out moments ago. I'll, I'll pass it along. I think it's an incredibly made point that I hadn't really seen put to words like this before. We'll share it. Stay tuned. Jeremy and Joe. Joe's out sick. Josh Schmidt producing. It's Football Friday on WGR. It is time for Topps Tailgate Trivia. Brought to you by Topps Market. Score big savings and elevate your food game. First correct caller to 2214WGR. Wins a gift card to Topps where you can buy things to make things for your tailgate. So, we actually got to talking about this uh, earlier in the week. Maybe you want to make a Pittsburgh salad. You know what a Pittsburgh salad is. Mmm. What's on a Pittsburgh salad? Lots of things. Your trivia question is, for now the 18th week, I think. We've done it 18 times. Has it been since week one? I don't know. I think it was week four. Right, which of know. the following is not on a Pittsburgh salad? Lettuce. Or part of a Pittsburgh salad. French fries. Or cantaloupe. 221 wgr which is not on a Pittsburgh salad. First correct caller to tell Josh which is not wins that Topps gift card. I'm just putting together a tail of the tape right now. Good luck, by the way, in Topps Tailgate Trivia. Putting together a tail of the tape on Bills and Steelers and four different team stats. So maybe you, you like these, maybe you don't. But at ESPN, you can always find win rates, right? Rush block win rate. Run block win rate. Run stop win rate. Pass rush win rate. Pass block win rate. And that's what this is. You know, how well does your team run block? How well does your team run stop? Pass block, pass rush. Okay. So here's the tail of the tape on the Bills and the Steelers. Which team rushes the passer better? Pass rush win rate. The Bills are fourth. The Steelers are seventh. They are, of course, down TJ Watt. That's pass rush win rate. How about pass block win rate? Who's got the better offensive line? Pass block win rate. Bills, 6. Steelers, 17th. Run block win rate. Which team is better winning more often? Blocking the run. Bills, 7th. Steelers, 12th. And then run stop win rate. Who's better at stopping the run? These are... Team rank, league rankings. Pittsburgh, 11th. 
Buffalo 15th. That's the only one of the four the Steelers are better at. It's 11th versus 15th. The Steelers stop have a successful run stop 30% of the time or a player getting a run stop win, and for the Bills it's 31% of the time. So edge in three of the four go to the Bills. Run stop is the only one that goes to Pittsburgh, and not by much. So there you go. 803-0550. You've got a call in here. We'll go to uh, Mike in Rochester. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's going on? Love the show. Go Bills. Yeah, thanks, Mike. What's up? Uh, i got a really important thing that nobody has talked about, and will the broth make an appearance this weekend? I know it was huge in the perfect game against the Patriots, so uh, maybe it'll be used this weekend to help the team win. Broth. I, I don't remember this. Should I remember this? They brought out broth? They serve broth on the sidelines for the players. Wow. During the game, like a hot chicken broth. Yeah. You know what? I don't know if they're going to do it, but they, I'll take some. <laughs> I'll be in the stands. I'll be cold. Thanks, Mike. Broth. Let's do it. Also, just asking all the important questions. Space heaters, hot zones. Can I tell you what we're doing? One of the things we're doing today, this is, this is, this is, this is what Buffalo is. Uh, members of my friends and family are going out to where we tailgate and building some sort of makeshift shelter for the tailgating hours. That's part. That's part of the plan. We're building a shelter, Josh. That's impressive. Yeah, you should build an igloo. <laughs> I've always, I've always wanted to see someone do that. I'm gonna need some snow. Yeah, I don't think there'll be enough snow by that point. Continuing coverage of what's going on with the uh, weather this weekend. It's a long weekend. And you've got 65-mile-an-hour winds coming on Saturday, gusts of 65. Sunday doesn't look to be a, that bad, but snow, um, still a little too early to tell. We'll see, kind of in the mix. Of course, continuing coverage at our sister station, News Radio 930 WBEN. Football Friday continues. If you're on hold, stick with us. We have a wide-open segment, no wait time. Get right to your calls and your thoughts on this game, the matchup, and uh, why the Bills win. Or why the Bills lose. I saw Jace Gursky of the Buffalo News picking a Bills loss. The weather and the Steelers style. Boy. Would be devastating. What a season that would be. All right. Football Friday continues. Join us here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.